what is up everyone this is sarah g and it is gen z gabba let's get into it so here's the thing like you know i i make a lot of jokes about just my family here and there all that kind of stuff but the whole insanity line that comes along with some of just being from a big Irish American family is that you find articles of people that maybe you're even related to or remotely connected to and just where your brain goes, yeah, nothing about this surprises me. So I'm just talking like a something upon reflection is I feel like probably a little mentally unstable to a lot of society, but I can look at an article about someone trying to, I don't know, uh, catch a flight and steal then a car and try to farm with it by using a hoe. Yeah, lots of things. But then it's like suddenly my life makes sense. I've had to overcome so much stuff with that bloodline. And to make matters even more hilarious is it that it reminds me of what Primo would do, like a character would do. Like it reminds me, and I sent it actually to the character who plays Rolly, but it reminds me of something that Rolly would do on Primo. Like where he would get, yeah, there's just a lot of things. And I know that people are going to say, aren't you going to get in trouble? Aren't you going to ruin like a picture perfect moment? Not really, because the point is that we're all just talking about how we all have families that are big, overbearing, whatever. And that's part of life. But at least you can show how far you came. So yeah. Uh, aside from that, I finished watching Ted Lasso. And am I very sad? Yes. Uh, is my attention span not really there for you know, the 60 minute, 75 minute episodes, a thousand percent. Would you watch a Roy or a Beard spinoff? Yes. So yeah, I adore that show. That is one of my happy shows. Aside from, I don't know why House has become one of my happy shows too. And Primo is still my favorite right now that I could make so many clips off of. And again, as we're still going on, people are going to be like, why is she mentioning the WGA strike yet again? Or the SAG? Because you know what? We need to share support and they keep going. They keep moving forward. They keep doing the good stuff. And you know what? The problem is that if you don't keep showing support, then they're going to run out of steam. So even if you're still showing support but being silent, maybe 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 um encourage them a little bit because it's getting hot as you can see. Like right now it's like 95 and humid and minute you know and no gross. Yeah. Why am I doing that noise anyway? But it's so yeah, hot, humid, you name it. So not what you want. And I just got trippy on my words. And yes, I had a word, a salad earlier. Honestly, I got a hate comment, which people can say hate comments are amazing because it shows that you've made it. No, 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 no. Not in my case. In my case, I don't get any kind comments. I get only hate. And I get it. I get it. When they ask me who I'm talking to, I'm talking to the world. You know what vloggers do, right? Or podcasters do. We kind of just talk to ourselves if it's a single podcast. So yeah, when you're in a single podcast, yeah, you kind of run out of things to talk about, but you also don't want to talk too long and you got to mix it up and keep it interesting, which is why I'm here to talk about one thing and maybe a few more things obviously. As a lot of people know, I am gonna probably take a break after next week's episode. Why?
why because I'm feeling a lot of burnout and I've talked about it a lot and I just don't feel like the momentum's there anymore. I know I'm competing with thousands, millions of others' podcasts and I don't have the collateral to really, you know, bump it up or pay for a lot of things to do this every week anymore it's also just like frustrating when you pour your heart and soul in and like i said have just hate comments come through nobody rates your podcast and nobody really leaves any sort of comment except for occasionally on a short and it just you know you envision something and i shouldn't say this podcast is a failure but it just didn't grow as much as i had hoped and it's that's fine that's light i get it but just that the fact that i do this weekend and week out and it's just not you know going in the and I just want to be candid about this for anyone who starts this again because I know I talk a lot and keep repeating it but it's true it's just a lot of work especially if you're not someone who has a big following big amounts of money to pour in etc it's just yeah it takes a while and just because you're not top charting doesn't mean that you don't have value but it's just very hard to keep going and I personally would have liked to have gotten more guests together so I just I need a little time away I feel very burnt out I'm sick of the toxicity kind of same with TikTok I know I keep saying that I'm gonna take a break from TikTok but I can't because I'm afraid of losing X, Y, and Z. But it's true, I should really take a break from it. Uh, I was following someone who I really appreciate, Lily Meikle, she's on TikTok. Uh, she shares a lot about her mixed identity and Native American, uh, just how we support blah, blah, blah. I know I said blah, 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 why would I say that? But you know, my ADHD kind of gets me like overstating some stuff. So, but she's a good person to follow if you want more information on how to support Native American, Native American causes, education, all that fun stuff. But she took a break for a little while from TikTok and she didn't think people like would notice too much. And again, like, of course I noticed whatever I'm on my journey of trying to find out my native ancestors again I get leads from ancestry etc but there's not a lot that doesn't um, come to you for free because everything is forced out in uh, money mode because that's how you survive in this life so but I guess my point was that she took a break for her mental health and it was a lot better and personally, I've just had so much bad insomnia lately. I've done the brown noise. I've done a lot of other supplements. I've done all this kind of stuff. My thyroid's being messed up again, too. This hot weather is not feeling very good on my joints. Yes, I'm an old lady, basically. So, yeah. And I, I get it. It's just one of those. It's like a little bit, I guess, like parenting where they would say it's a thankless job. But that's kind of where like small businesses and small podcasting, it's just very hard to want to feel like you keep going. Like I am someone who fights and fights to get through. But you know what? The average podcast like I've talked about in the past is uh, 174 days. Okay, I've made it a year and a half. And look, I don't know if people are going to notice me missing. I hope, but you got to be honest here. There's so much going on in the world. And unless you have thousands or millions of followers, you're not really going to get paid attention too much. And lately, my ADHD, I think I've been getting a little more um, impulsive with some responses lately because I get in, I've been getting into comment fights, keyboard wars, as you will. And 
you know what? I know I'm not being too sensitive. Like people are being really rude to me and maybe I am like just a little more burnt out and got a shorter fuse lately. But you know, just a lot of things are going on right now with social media that are making me not so feel great about like TikTok. TikTok is getting messed up. They will keep racist people on, but when somebody has something that actually matters, like, I don't know, uh, advocating for and educating on uh, disabilities, et cetera, rare diseases, you know, that don't show actual children very often, but go ahead, block them and like resources that parents can have a community and network with. Yeah, but you'll keep the family blogger, et cetera, on. So it's just a lot. And I think just because the flash seems to always win or it feels like that will always win it's just that it gets overwhelming and in order for me to also do other jobs that i'm going to you know pursue between acting and voiceover plus you know just freelance work it gets to be a lot and yeah and then i'm gonna just talk about because i had this interesting conversation with my mom recently about how you know how am i gauging to these target audiences whatever and the problem is i try to target to 18 to 30 year olds but the problem is that in another way family friends whatever try to support you that are way older because they're like your parents friends and that's where i don't want to sound ungrateful but the problem is is that I didn't ever ask them to do this. Like they go on and start listening and support. But the problem is that when I see that my demographic is, you know, getting up with the 50 and 70 year olds, that's not what I'm aiming for. And plus they're appalled by half the shit I say. So why, why don't you do me the favor of if you really want to support me, don't listen to this. You don't have to listen to this just because someone told you to. You don't have to listen to this just because my parents say that I have one. It's, you know, a lot of stopping my people pleasing skills where people would be like, when are you over a people pleaser? I get so much anxiety a lot of the times if I'm going to say the wrong or right stuff. And then it's funny, again, being an adult living at home where the contradictory never stops of no you need to do this no you need to do that no I never said that it depends on the time or the moment like living at home stresses me out I think a lot of people who've been here since the beginning know that and it's just like even when I here's the thing I don't have a lot of friends we've all established that whatever and that's life sometimes whether you're neurodivergent or just kid that moves or whatever or just you know now in your 20s because there's separate pieces like yeah there's people now in your 20s that you know don't do things with their friends and then there's the people who just peaked in high school who still hang out with their same friends that they've always hung out with which I guess is great and all fun but it just makes me start to wonder about a lot more things of like how weird I feel usually running into people like I ran into some people recently and it was great to see um all that and they're actually the type of people I wouldn't mind running into but when I explained to my parents like hey this is why I don't like to run into people is because I don't like to explain what I'm doing in life because I'm not doing much, okay? And yeah, it's great when people can be positive or put a positive spin like, oh, yeah, at least you're saving money, X, Y, Z, but it's also just not that fun when you're thinking through other pieces of just feeling like the leash is still on you when you were, you know, a little kid.
on a separate note, I do want to preface this this episode. I will be trying my Spanish skills out again. Why? Why? Because here's the thing. I've gotten a few voiceover auditions recently, and my Spanish is very good, and I was actually gonna... I need to email back that voice coach that I was planning to work with, but I've realized that I probably aren't... Uh, I'm probably not sounding the most comfortable behind a mic when I'm doing my Spanish. And it's probably because I haven't really practiced it a lot. So, I just wanted to say that I probably will at least try for the last five minutes, um, or, you know, five minutes of this podcast to at least speak a little bit to see how long I can go. Because I want to just see how much that can work. And I know I could even edit it out and just see how I sound, but I do just want to, you know, in case anybody's curious, like, if I actually can do Spanish voiceover, yes, I can. I just have been a little rusty lately. And yes, I am fluent. It's just that it sometimes takes a while to, you know, turn on and off and on and off. And I listen to a bunch of stuff dubbed in Spanish, like I've heard a bunch of people talk about. So it's just one of those, keeping it fresh. And I know people are going to say that's weird. And didn't you bash um, whatever podcast that didn't know? Did not bash it for doing that. Actually, it was a cool part. I bashed that I never get a response. But I understand that not everyone has time to react to everything. But I will talk about the Zoe 102 while we're on that because that has been a very interesting moment for me. How I will not watch that. I refuse to watch that. Not just because of the things that, well, kind of because of the things that come out. But it's just like, at this point, it's more about what was happening with Britney and then more of what was happening on, you know, to Alexis Nichols, which she does. Like, she did not deserve any of that. But it's just one of those, like, there's multiple layers. Like, And a lot of people even are saying, we don't need a reboot. We don't need a movie, okay? And that's true. And just my whole feelings about Jimmy Lynn's just, no. Not that it. And then Amanda Bynes, poor girl, was going through it all again. And it's just one of those where people are being so... Like, where are her parents? Again, she's 37, guys. 37. Not a lot you can do. Even if you have guardianship, etc. It's just very hard to say. And, you know, people like TMZ just being nasty, taking pictures here and there. And, you know, that's what TMZ is known for. I get it. But it's just like some of these things, you know, mental illness is real. Mental illness is health. And, you know, again, I follow Dr. Courtney Tracy. And again, I love her philosophy so much. But this week she wrote dyslexia, depression, and summertime sadness. And I just was like, I think about that would be my memoir. That would be my memoir title. And I just can't get over how funny and self-deprecating that I am. But you know what? It's all great because if you can't laugh about it sometimes, then what are we even doing? But what I'm trying to say, the whole thing with Amanda Bynes is that she needs to be, well, not needs to be, but it just needs to be understood more that this is more about an illness kind of thing than you know, just her going crazy, quote-unquote, or her having an addiction. But even then, that's always, like, the mental health level aspect that we don't really pay attention to. 
And again, it's become so normalized, like grooming, etc. And I know people are going to say, you jump from one to the next. Well, hey, got to keep up. This this show is only 20 to 40 minutes usually because it's just me talking. And yeah, for people saying, who are you talking to? Like I said earlier, I'm talking to people who are in my age group to maybe if five years older and five years younger, I don't know, 18 to 30. I've constantly said, again, people who are in this awkward stage, especially after COVID, who really don't know what they're doing, who are figuring it out. I mean, it can be at any age, but seriously. And this has been kind of therapeutic for me, even if it just seems like, oh, a girl in a room just talking to herself. Okay, cool. Um, Where was though everyone else at different moments? Have we all had not quarter-life crisis as the joke, or have we not all had moments where we're questioning our self-worth in this world, even before social media? Yeah, so just kind of move on. But yeah, I just uh, want people, it's not even like the leave Brittany alone kind of moment. It's just really thinking about how, yeah, we don't really need to laugh at celebs anymore quite like that to really realize the focus and the impact that mental health has. And again, I, as a lot of people know, I'm very big on that. And maybe it's to a fault or whatever, how I feel things, but it's just not cool. And again, it goes to show how far I've even come when I used to think I wanted to do jobs like that. I've spoken about it in the past and now I can't believe I've ever wanted to do that job. But then it's like one point it was like the lifestyle of the rich and the famous. And don't even get me started on the whole Travis Barker, Courtney Kardashian thing. Because we all know that she's pregnant. Congratulations. We all know that there's something big there. But just like how much of a question mark all of that stuff is. Like one minute court's like, I don't want you exposing your kids, Kim. But on the other hand, uh, Alabama, which I know is her stepdaughter. And I know I shouldn't really be talking too much. But it's like, girl goes from looking 17 to 31. And her parents don't really care. And yes, for everyone saying X, Y, and Z, wow, that's my favorite quote lately to say, right? (laughs) But there's a difference. There's still a difference between, you know, me being actually in my 20s and these people acting like they're in their 20s and they still make more money than me. And yeah, I've got weird messed up hair for anyone watching the YouTube version. I get it. I look a mess some days. I got sweat on my face sometimes and I got to put powder on it to stop it from sweating all over the place. By the way, Makeup by Monica just got on Sephora's list of influencer whatever and I am so happy. Congrats to her. She has given me so many tips and I know people are going to say, isn't she all about brown girl friendly? Yes, but as I stated multiple times, as a white girl with the neutrally all of these stuff going on, I have needed her tips more than anything. And she taught me color theory with her friend Jack. So that's all I'm gonna say. Congrats. Hope everything works out more because you really deserve it, especially because representation matters, etc. But she gives gold advice if you don't follow her yet. And yes, that is just another ADHD change in by Sarah. You know, or a word salad. <laughs> But I think about this a lot, though, lately, with just how much I 
have ping pongs going from one to the next. And you know, it's all alright. Because at the end of the day, if everything comes together and forms well, you never really know how much your impact is gonna be. And I know I just said something contradictory, but that's my life lately. I... <sighs> I think and I plan and I plan to edit and you know do everything well and it just kind of doesn't go that way you know I've even looked into this like where I was gonna say there are so many snark pages and whatever where I find myself agreeing with a lot of the statements but what I will say is that back with like all the Kardashians and stuff they're really the ones that exploded a lot of this stuff because then by 2010 the youtubers etc have been doing it so i just wanted to talk about a little bit a, a little full that i am obsessed with slash i don't even know why i'm obsessed with him for this level and like i know he'll go to a great home all that but i just love him so much that it's the point where like i don't even know why i'm crying over this little full named phineas because his hair is growing out to look more like a perry but yeah, so if you don't follow Katie Van Sly on TikTok, and I know I probably just butchered that last name, she has three little adorable foals this year, but of course, for some odd reason, I am drawn to the little troublemaker, little spice of life boy named Finn. Depending on how big he gets, I probably would break his back because I'm tall and um, you know, there's this apparently because she has a very larger, taller fool named Penelope who's gonna get to 16 hands plus. That makes sense. And yes, there's a lot of things that go in and I'm kind of novice, but I want more. But it's just that Finn has been making me want to get more back into some horseback riding, I guess, is more the thing. And learn more, etc. than I had learned as a child. But yes, I have never wanted a horse more than I've wanted Phineas. But I do not have the means or the time or whatever. So no, oh. And the fact that he was bred to a champion it or champions, it's kind of like I don't really, yeah, I would not be the best owner for him, but I love him so much. So if Katie and her family are listening to this, I just want to say I would give my life for Finn. And I do not mean that lightly. Like, I really would. I just, I, I just would love him so much. But again, there's a lot of things that, you know, you want in life that you don't get. And that's a lesson that you learn early on in your youth, but it becomes more prevalent in your 20s. Like, again, I'm going to be 26 in November. I learn a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of things that you don't get in life. And I, I'm luckily, though, a lot of the recipient of not getting what you want in life. So at least it's not like something like that. I got super lucky growing up all the time getting everything I want. At least it wasn't that hard of a lesson to learn for me. But yeah, uh, I also wanted to say there's a whole thing going on. I know that Phineas is a Bay Roan, like from a lot of the stuff. But the way that his face is developing, he's getting darker and darker. And I've done like more research to prove how he could wind up being a Blue Roan. But I think that they just confirmed he's still a Bay but the more that I learn about horses and before anyone goes, she's a horse girl now. No, 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 no. 
I am second generation off the farm. So I get to cut, like I get some slack cut. You know why? Because I'm second generation off the farm. It is still in my blood that I like some of this farmy country stuff, okay? Like both my grandparents were raised on a farm. Some of them were born in a farm. Like it's, it's in my blood. Like I said, it is, my grandpa was an Iowa farmer kid. My grandma was a Minnesota farmer kid. Like I can't escape sometimes my brain and my genetics going off on like when I see a horse, when I see an animal, when I see a dog, like some of it I can't help. So yeah. And yes, I know for people going to be like, well, what a ride do you ride? Did you ride? I rode a lot as a kid. Now it was mostly trail rides, but I rode a lot as a kid. I learned a lot of basic stuff. And I just am so glad I found Katie's account, not only for being able to be mesmerized by baby Finn, but just learn more than what I probably knew it for a while. But yes, I do Western style and I kind of miss it sometimes. So if anything, that just reignites kind of a passion that I had a while back and that maybe someday I'll do well enough where I can buy one or, you know, rent, board. I don't know exactly the best way to put the terminology without it sounding horrible. But I will say that, you know, if I'm ever on set and they ask me if I like to horseback ride or if I can horseback ride, yes, I can. That's all my special skills. And I do not lie about my special skills. And if you want to know more information on what to put with special skills, etc., I definitely follow same sleek. It's like I said, Audition Pro LA. This is not me like, you know, plugging her in or Jeremy Gordon. This is just me thinking through like that's how my brain goes right now with ADHD. But I did kind of think about this, though, as well, like, just with a lot of things that are going on, aside from, you know, me complaining about typical stuff, like, what's going on in the actor world? What's going on here? Is there? Everywhere. Um, my problem lately that I've been, like, in content block as well, even though I still do the reaction series, it's just, like, I am completely burnt out, and I don't know my next move so it's just kind of funny but as I do these reactions to older shows videos and just because summer is around the corner slash is starting I start to think a little more about the whole body dysmorphia stuff how you're feeling and how your language is going to be during this year in the summer. Also I've been noticing some own hypocritical moments that I've had to unpack myself from the dietitians that I really adore, that I still do adore, but it's been really weighing heavily on my mind lately when I see them, you know, they're making their food, they're doing some things here and there, and they're like, also though, going to talk about what health benefits some of these things have, and one of my favorite dietitians used it has no refined sugar and buzzwords and it just really gave me a bad feeling for all for all I know it was just almost like I can't do this I can't deal with this and I should be able to but it's like just one of those like the anti-diet dietitians I'm really a big fan of intuitive eating to an extent you know a lot of their viewpoints but when you say stuff like that that confuses me because you're also ripping on the people that are doing like cleanses etc and I'm not saying 
that I'm like completely canceling you. No, that's not what I'm doing. This is just me genuinely asking, how can you go from this? And maybe it's not black and white or as like cut and dry as it meant, but it just, it really bothered me because some of these people go out from calling out people like, you know, I'm trying to think of her name and I can't. But the point is that they, uh, you know, go from calling out celebrities with their six, oh, Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson with her 600 calorie diet, which she does not need. And all that stuff was just so messed up. The article made me want to bark. And, you know, I'm not actually having the best, like, body image moment right now. I don't want to get into it, but there's just a lot of things that are kind of weighing heavy on my mind right now between that and then summer heat, like I said, with my Hashimoto, etc. It's, you know, I can't control a lot of things, but we gotta have a better attitude around weight, which I know people have been saying that for years, but I just even hear the comments, how even like guys sometimes talk, even within my own family, and I'm not trying to bash anyone. It's just, I get so frustrated unpacking a lot of this stuff and realizing this is why I got problems, some intergenerational trauma. And, you know, people are always wondering why I'm kind of angry it feels to live here at home. It's because sometimes, like, and I know not every, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to say everything 100% accurate all the time. I get that. I feel that. But it's just really, truly disheartening how much, like, everyone tries to give out advice and you just want to explode and you want to believe ones that, you know, are saying they're against anti-diet, but then they still go around and have some orthorexic-like cre- orthorexic -like moments. And again, I'm not here to judge fully 100%, but it's just funny how one minute they go from I'm recovering from my eating disorder to the next like, ooh, this is a good for a good amount of non-refined sugar, no artificial flavors, no colors, you know? It's like, I know it's not what you're explain, like what you're completely meaning to do, but it's also really frustrating when a lot of you guys are also the really skinny, 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 and you talk about your thin privilege, but it's just like a never ending battle where it's like, I hate sometimes agreeing with your trolls because it, it's like, I know you're not in charge of my triggers, but it's really ridiculous. And you know how much people are going back and forth on like body shaming is never okay. No, it's not okay. Never okay to, but it's still, there's a difference between when people skinny, skinny shame. You shouldn't shame at all, but when people are going around parading, posting their weight and posting this unachievable lifestyle, like that's what really bothers me. Aside from all the Ozempic girlies and I just wanted to say that if you're in my similar position and having a lot of these feelings, one, know that if you know that you're eating healthy and doing the right stuff for you, go for it. Don't listen to what the internet and the universe say. And I know people are going to get it on me for putting that way, but BMI, like I've said multiple times, is bullshit. And body neutrality is what we really got to work on here. And, you know, it's okay to have changing opinions of people. I think that that is very good to remind yourself to constantly do work and reflect. I'm saying that in the sense that people you might have thought were positive can be toxic, i.e. there is currently some stuff going around like a death hoax of certain influencers. I used to really enjoy Noah Glenn Carter, and I'm actually saying this because I don't know. He was posting some conspiracy theory thing recently, 
and then he posted like about how people were saying he was dead and then he posted in comments and it just became really weird and now i'm like looking down the rabbit hole and but that shouldn't even be a joke this is not me being too sensitive there's just so much shit going on in the world right now that you can't joke about something like that and yeah also i think about the submarine versus the refugees like you know people are so like in the, to the story about the submarine thing whereas nobody's given a shit about the refugees and it just is a never-ending cycle of what exactly is going on here where does my brain like how does my brain wrap everything around this and this is why it's so hard to sleep or why you get stressed i get it I get it that I probably have a phone addiction, you know, social media addiction, like how society has been saying. But, you know, in order to keep up with everything pop culture, etc., you kind of have to do things with it. Even my job that isn't social media, I have to be on my phone texting my boss, understanding the differences that is going on. And I think that we just don't really see that side as much as more time goes on and I think that that's really more like where we have to take a step back and try to figure out what is best for me that is not selfish and I started to do a lot of work with again the ADHD and I'm seeing a lot of people you know figuring out that stuff and I will say I know I've been critical here and there of certain there's I will say that I'm hopeful that Elise Myers figures out her autism some odd reason that popped up on my for you page i'm not saying that we should um, abolish everything that she said or that we shouldn't you know hold accountability to certain people etc like obviously even me learning doing work whatever but i do want to say that if she like find out that she has it it's good to know that and try to understand that's just my theory like again i was saying how early i got into a fight in the comments with someone that i probably shouldn't in a keyboard war and you know i just was mentioning why like maybe my like maybe your tone was off and i'm saying obviously i know this and i have adhd so maybe i'm not the best at reading but instead turns it around to saying that i'm saying something and that they're straightforward and i had to block them and take screenshots but that they were calling me the one that was rude and too sensitive etc i would never say that to anyone i have been gaslit my entire life about being too sensitive actually maybe i'm a little more sensitive but in this case i was also just making a comment trying to make a joke off of something more playful like it really didn't have to be that serious but people decide that they know it all and i try not to do that too much anymore especially right now on the internet look sometimes people aren't 100 percent correct but also just trying to say that weaponizing sometimes your mental illness or your neurodivergence doesn't go over well have we not seen what nessa barrett does like she blames everything on her bpd and i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate for what i'm saying right here right now but that's life okay like you, you're not gonna win at everything and i think about just all the people that i've slowly had to unfollow of these influencers etc and i've said this i've been talking about it it's been a theme a lot of these podcasts recently but i think there's just not one week that goes by without some sort of shit hitting the fan and that's how it is again teachers off duty isn't really doing a lot to do gabe has an 
apologize. I'm still holding on to that. That is not me being too sensitive. And that is not me being whatever. And that's the vibe I was getting from those comments. And you know what? People like Get Burly, this amazing creator whose mom who's not the autism mom quote-unquote like she actually never shows her kid in distress she never exploits her kid she does a lot for you know the community she's just like a lot of the San Filippo parents etc or other disability advocate family members there's so many that are actually good they don't show their kids when they're in a bad situation they don't overshare they just share enough and I know not everyone's gonna agree with me but the fact of the matter is people are being really ridiculous to her right now and so many other that they're getting bullied off of the app which life happens but that's why TikTok sucks so much lately and I don't even find myself caring anymore what people agree or disagree with you know the stance of it all but it is being a little ableist I believe especially given the fact of the matter is that you know they report the comments of the people being ridiculous towards them and then suddenly it's them that's getting forced off the app and that's just not okay so as we wrap up in lighter news Smosh is back together and this has been episode 59 and we will see you soon